You're listening to the Exeter Vineyard Church podcast. New episodes each week. To watch the full video version of this podcast, head over to our website, www.exe.vin forward slash podcasts. For the week from Monday the 5th to Sunday the 11th of June, we, together with a number of other churches in the city, are doing Joyfest. So today what I want to do is quite a short video to talk about why we do Joyfest and what it is and how we can get prepared. And then I want to leave some time for you to think and if you're in a hub to talk about what you might want to do. And then next Sunday, the 4th of June in our service, we're going to talk a little bit more about the biblical basis for what we do and how this is a deep uh, part of God's call for us as Christians, even though it seems so you know, normal and fun, actually how this is a deeply spiritual activity. So that's the plan. So today I want to talk about why we do Joyfest. Now the church was never meant to be a club for Christians. It was always meant to be Jesus' body on earth, continuing the work that Jesus did, which is to incarnate, to flesh out, to live the reality of God's good news to the world around. Now the church hasn't always been very good at doing this. We tend to, because it's difficult sometimes to go out and do that and it's easier to stay in, we tend to uh, have certain people that we think, well, it's their job, so I don't need to do it or we just get scared. So we have these kind of psychological issues that we've brought upon ourselves where we kind of get into this kind of ghetto where we think, oh, well, it's safe when I'm in the church, you know, when we're all together and everyone agrees and outside we think that the people, oh, they won't like us. You know, they have all these, they'll have a problem with us, they'll have objections, they will be offended, you know, they're gonna ask difficult questions. And so we get afraid and that makes us even more want to stay in and we have this big divide between us and them. And it's a really bad state to be. So one of the reasons that we do Joyfest is to allow ourselves to focus, to lean into this thing that Jesus wants us to do and discover that all our preconceptions are mostly in our heads, you know, they're not real things. So we want to discover that it, it isn't just a job for specialist people, but in our everyday lives we have an opportunity, a responsibility, a calling, a privilege of being involved in Jesus' work. And also to discover that as we go out and we do things and people discover that we're Christian and that's what we're doing it for, that almost always the response isn't people having objections or problems or asking difficult questions, but people are very warm and open and accepting that we are Christians. So it's really good for us to do. It's a great way for us to just start to unwork some of our fears and discover what's actually true. So we are doing Joyfest this one week because it just gives us an opportunity to lean into something that actually should be part of our everyday life. So what is Joyfest? Joyfest is really simple. Have you seen, it's become a bit of a thing on YouTube now for people to do random acts of kindness. So they film themselves giving like inordinate amounts of money to a homeless person or giving strangers on the streets some flowers or paying for people's meals, things like that. It's kind of like that, but when people do that, what they're doing it for is often for the YouTuber to look good. You know, it's about the YouTuber building up their 
subscriber base and their followers and for their status to increase and to just for them to look good. Well, we want to do similar things, but it's not about us. It's about God. So the kind of verse that gave us Joyfest is Matthew 5, verse 16. It says this, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So Jesus is talking about doing something that's good, that people experience and see, but somehow they don't think, oh, what a nice person so-and-so is, but they connect it to God. And Joyfest is a really easy way to do that because we can do a nice deed. We can bake someone a cake or give someone flowers or mow their lawn or wash their car, any of those things, and we can say, hey, I've done this because I am part of this initiative that my church is doing to make the city a happier place. We allow people to see this is an outworking of us being part of God's church. And it's just a very simple way then to just put the focus onto God. And this is really important because lots of people in the city have no idea what the church is like. So they see these buildings and they may have some idea that something goes on in there that has no relevance to them, that doesn't involve people like them. And so for them to discover that the church is alive and well, that there are people, real normal people that connect with them out and about and that they've done something that made their life a little bit better is really good. They see that the church in Exeter is alive and well and it is good news. It's good news for them because they've just had a good experience. So we can just do some sort of thing and this is really good. It can be really easy. So we don't have to do street preaching or something terribly scary. We just, I mean, it does require a little bit of emotional energy. We do have to step out of our comfort zone, but it doesn't have to be a massive leap. We can just do something small and say, hey, I've done this because I'm taking part in this thing called Joy Fest that my church is doing. We don't have to have big conversations with people. We give them a card. It's got a link to a website that gives some more explanation. But really, and so sometimes people want to have conversations, which is fantastic. We have those opportunities, but there's no pressure on us to try and manufacture anything. We just have to do that thing. So that is why we are doing Joyfest, and that is what Joyfest is. And so the last thing is for us to prepare for it. Because if we think, oh, I'll just make it up as I go along, I can guarantee you will almost certainly not do anything. Because there are a couple of things that it requires. It does require us stepping out of our own little bubble and interacting with someone, which is difficult. And sometimes it requires us to do stuff we need to have that bar of chocolate to give away. We need to have baked a cake. We need to have thought about a way that we can write something encouraging and give that to someone. So it takes a little bit of planning. And so I want to encourage us, when this video ends, to take some time and think, who is it around me, my neighborhood or colleagues or friends, or even the random strangers that I pass in my everyday life, who is it that God might have me do something to? And what is it I could do? What things that are within my grasp that aren't too difficult to do can I do that will brighten somebody's day? And just think about it. And also, on top of planning, we're inviting the Holy Spirit in because there might be someone that we do connect with, that we are, that does you know, interact with, who we wouldn't at first sort of think of doing something, but maybe the Holy Spirit is going to prompt us to do something because for all we know that that's something that will be really significant for them. So we need to think about what we're going to do. And I'd recommend we've got a week, 
maybe try and think about three things that you could do over that week that will connect you with someone. So you might want to think about something you can do to a stranger, someone at work, someone, a neighbor, perhaps. Uh, they can be anonymous. You know, you can leave something for someone with a card or you can go and speak to someone and do it. And any, anything that requires us to step out of our comfort zone a little bit because of Jesus, he accepts as worship. So that's really good news. And also maybe think about something you could do collectively as a hub. You know, is there a way together you can do something that will brighten people's day? And it's really good to do something with other people because any uh, scariness of it is much easier when there are other people alongside us, encouraging us, doing it making it happen. And finally, as part of our preparation, I would just, I'd really recommend you visualizing yourself actually doing it. Sometimes you can think, take, you know, to take a cake to my neighbor just seems really weird. But if we start to think, well, how would, what would I say? It makes it easier, you know, to knock on the door and say, hey, I know this might seem a bit weird, but I have made you a cake because I'm taking part in this thing called Joyfest and you've got the card there. And just to have thought, this is how I will open the conversation can be really helpful. You know, to say that line, this might seem a bit weird, you're acknowledging, I am not a weirdo. Like you, I understand this is unusual, but I'm doing it anyway. All these things can be really powerful. And I can guarantee that almost every time you do this, people will be far more open and warm. It will go better than you think because this stuff is easier you know it's all in our head that we get worked up about like what if they say this but actually it's a really good thing to do and we just see where it leads we are planting seeds and we are making ourselves available for God, what God wants to do so we're going to finish now so have a think who are, who's around you that you could do something what creative things could you do could you there's a website coming up that we'll put the link to that has some inspirations, but you can organize stuff, you can give stuff away, you can invite people to spend time together, you can buy people things, you can, you can do all sorts of things in work, at home, on the street, in your neighborhood, with your friends, in the places you do your hobbies. Uh, you can think about local services around you that you can do something that will brighten their day as well. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about Exeter Vineyard Church, head over to our website, www.exe.vin.